Hello and welcome to yet another edition of Kent and the Steering Team. However, this is no regular edition. This is the 200th episode. Yes, that's right. 200. We made it somehow. Um, somehow people are listening. Somehow more people are listening than when we we first started. But uh, nonetheless, people are listening and we're still here making this for you, the audience, and for us ourselves. Anyway, on with the show. Um... Uh, as always, you are joined by myself, Phil, my good mates, Drew and Bianca. Unfortunately, though, there is no Kent. He's actually out uh, listening to every single episode that we have produced, um, right the way from number one up to 199, and hopefully by the time he uh, is up to it, we'll have finished recording this one. Um, sucks to be him, though, because they're all terrible. Anyway, on with the show. Drew, Bianca, how are you? Great. <laughs> I am very good. I can't believe we're here. I mean, we're in the second week of lockdown and I haven't killed anyone, so it's good. I'm getting close, I think. But, uh, yeah, no, it's. Yeah, but I mean, look, we did it. We're here. We're at 200. It's a momentous occasion. It's one to celebrate. Um, It's a shame we can't celebrate um, in person together. Get some food, get some drink, and, um, and, uh, you know, enjoy the good times. But it's okay. How nice would it be? If we had gotten to record together, like around my place, and then we could have walked down to Newtown Courthouse because mm. I live mm. up the road. Yeah, and gotten a beer, actually celebrated. But fuck COVID. <laughs> you know what? In a few weeks' time, we may still get our opportunity as we round out four years of the show and move into the fifth year. So that's still a few weeks off. But we could have there our celebration go. then. Because what's that? So it's episode two oh nine. Yeah. 209 will be the the beginning of the fifth year. Yeah, is it? Is it? Yeah. Easy. yeah. Kent will be five. Um, but yeah, no, okay. Well, this is being the 200th episode, a special one for you. Um, we're going to kick it off with uh, the, the way we like to always kick off shows, or I say that. <laughs> we're going to kick off the show with um, one of our favorite areas of discussion, and that is entertainment news. Um, a little bit later on, we're going to have a little bit of a look down... Um, memory lane to the last 100, 100 episodes and our, our favorite bits um, from some of those episodes. Um, and then on to, you know, a little bit of a of a, um, a, a nostalgia trip for us. We're going to talk about something completely ludicrous and pointless and stupid because why not make something that's completely stupid actually seem like a real topic somehow or real actual conversation that people are truly having because we're going to have yeah. it. Perfect. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Uh, yes, let's let's um let's let's fire off and into it. Bianca. All right. So entertainment news. It's all entertainment that we kind of get behind, where rather than entertainment that other people like, uh, which is probably counterproductive to having a show. But entertainment <laughs> news: The Last of Us TV yes. show has started filming. Woo! Um, fun fact that i did not know is meryl dandridge who played man marlene in the video game will reprise her role in the tv series oh um yes so they have the original actress playing which i think she's the only one from the video game coming across that's that's correct she is the only person currently cast in the show that is going to reprise her role um and and play the character i'm hoping the person that plays bill can come across and um, reprise his role as Bill because I thought he did a sensational job of it. But let's see what happens. Let's see what this first season of the show is about. Continue, um, Also, so on with that, Gabriel Luna, who is playing Tommy, 
has shared a picture. Looks nothing of, like him. He does not look anything <laughs> like him, but I think there's a bit of a retcon in ethnicities going on in Tommy and Joel. Um, no, they have not changed their surname to Marquez Philip. Um, <laughs> still Miller. Still Miller. Still Miller. They, they look incredibly Latin, but somehow their name is Miller. Maybe, Maybe they'll think, okay. white. Maybe they'll <laughs> fix it in post. Okay. Um, (laughs) But they shared a picture from the first day of shooting uh, the infamous car scene with Nico Parker cast Mm -hmm. as Sarah, Joel's daughter, and Pedro Pascal, who is, of course, playing Joel. Yes. Yeah, look, uh, I was... I, I am still going to be excited about this show because I struggle to see how someone as terrible a writer as um, Neil Druckmann could possibly go and Fuck ruin an already completed... <laughs> well, just ruin an already completed script. Um, he did an awfully brilliant job at um, ruining any potential sequel that, that game, the, the first game had by making The Last of Us Part 2. So, um, awfully brilliant or brilliantly awful? It's brilliantly awful. He, yeah, awfully no, he did. A, he, did a, he did a. He did a truly wonderful <laughs> job of making a truly bad sequel. Um, basically, he was running towards the try line and he fumbled the ball. He was um, walking with a fine china and about to put it down on the table softly, and then he pegged it against the wall. That's that's the kind of <laughs> fuck up he did pretty much so he's like every um every skater in front of stephen bradbury then yeah exactly exactly you know all um, rolled into one exactly like he just just totally ruining um everything from out from underneath him and he is the co-creator of this show or the um sub think something of this show because of course he is um because he is only one of the two the the duo that made the co-producer was that bianca is it co-producer? Maybe something like that. Basically, he is the only outstanding member of the duo that made the first Last of Us game um, standing because Bruce Straley said "fuck Naughty Dog" and it's um, uh, crunch time, so I'm out of here, kind of thing. And so here we go. Here we go. Um, we've got Neil Druckmann. Um, having said that, though, the the Can other. Can I co- just say? Hmm? Neil, sorry, Neil Druckmann has shown how asshole he is asshole-ish he is by never saying anything about crunch time. I was thinking about that the other day. Mm. He's never come out about crunch time and been like, no, it's fucked. No, but he's... Whereas the other creator did. No, but he's also shown how much of an asshole he is by basically saying, I hope people don't like this game or a lot of people don't like this game because it's meant to be divisive and it's meant to, um, you know, uh, you know, make people uncertain about how they feel about it and everything like that. And then people came out and said... That doesn't make you sound clever, though. That makes you sound like a No, but then he came out and said, I don't like that game. It was shit. And then he's like, block. I don't like you. How dare you be mean? No one one should not like my game. Um, You know... (laughs) Look, anyway, back to the fact that The Last of Us TV show is happening. It's based on season... It's based on the first game. The first game is the one that is the golden child. The second one is the one that someone took a dump on and then drove over repeatedly for about six years um so you know it's about the good one there are talks that well it is confirmed that naughty dog are going to go back and remake the first game again hopefully because the last of us part two factually did do so poorly for sales 
hopefully they're going to go and try and regain some traction with the fans by bringing back the game that everybody universally loved. Um, we'll see, though. I think Neil Druckmann's too proud for that. Uh, but, I, I, look, I can only be excited for this TV show because it's about the first uh, first game and it is co-created with the guy that made the Chernobyl miniseries, which I think was absolutely Oh, Chernobyl wonderful. was brilliant. So, yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm excited about this. I think Pedro Pascal is is a good choice. I didn't suspect it, mm. um, but he can do the voice. He can do the look. Um, you know, we, we saw him in a similar role in Mandalorian being someone that's rough and tough, but starts to break down his exterior um, with a new yeah. kind of um counterpart basically so so i'm excited for that he can play he can play that intensity too yeah exactly and and but i think the casting of tommy is crap because it doesn't look anything like the character exists um that exists already Um, Uh, i i know that he doesn't look like it but gabriel luna is it actually a really good actor i don't disagree yeah. i don't, and I, don't I think he has the chops for I it i don't discount that and i don't i i know he is i i absolutely that, that is no disrespect to his body of work and how he is as an actor because he's he is fucking incredible my point is for a first adaptation this isn't the third time that this is being done as a tv show or, or a movie this is the first adaptation from its original source, which already is a visual medium. I find that kind of stupid. I'm a bit annoyed by it um, that they didn't try and... I mean, it'd be like... It'd be like um, Nathan Drake from The Last of Us... Uh, sorry, Nathan Drake from the Uncharted series being cast by... I don't know. Um, Jackie Chan. It's not... It's not... It's not... It's not, it's not Jackie Chan could pull off all those stunts, but it's though. he could, he could because and <laughs> that's but that's the whole point. Yeah, but that's like, the connection. Has there. the chops yeah. to do it, but doesn't. It's not the right casting. It's not the yeah. right. For anyway, the person, but anyway, there was a funny Twitter thread about Joel. Uh, so Nico Parker has been cast as Sarah. She also does not look like Sarah. Um, she has been cast as Sarah and was in the fo- photo that uh, Gabrielle Luna shared from the first day of shooting. And someone, um, we, we criticize Last of Us and we criticize it for it being overly social justice. Because it's just, um, it is only social justice. Because the uh, last part, the part two is like yeah. crazily. Um, so we cre- we criticize it, but we criticize it from a place of... Absolute love and... Love. And also we're not assholes to the community. We just don't like when it's rubbed in our face not just that not just that Uh, yes bianca we're not assholes because we don't want it rubbed enough like we we are supportive of the community we don't want it rubbed in our face but also we're supportive of the community but we're also wanting good content not something that was good content it's fleshed out to be just dog shit shit content it's not good social justice content either like it's not anyway we can we've had episodes Mm -hmm. about that already anyway but there's this one Twitter user whose name I couldn't find because he deleted the tweet. He deleted the thread. Um, he went off on the picture <laughs> because he's like, Joel doesn't have a daughter. What is this SJW shit you're giving Joel a daughter? <laughs> Oops. And then everyone was like, clearly you have not played the game. 
and including us, we were just like, clearly this guy has not played the game. Yeah. But then the guy came back and shot back and was like, I've played millions of hours of this game. And everyone was like, did you miss the part where the opening scene you're playing as Joel's daughter? <laughs> he deleted the tweet. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find anything what? of it. But um, <sighs> what, what a- that was funny. What a disaster. Moving on. It was a disaster. But moving on because we're going to yes. run out of time. Russell Crowe. Yes. He is filming his later film, latest film, Poker Face, in Sydney. There will be a harbour tunnel. So he's, he's determined to turn Sydney into Hollywood because he appreciates how much Sydney is. He wants to show people just how stunning um, and world-class Sydney is. Like a two-lane tunnel. This is according to a, yeah, this is according <laughs> to a news source from Daily Mail, so I don't know if it's actually mm. reliable source, but that's what the source says. Yeah, so the char- car chase scene will be in the harbour tunnel. We have a new M5 and an M8. Like four lanes wide and really nice and brilliant to look at. And then there's an old shitty harbour tunnel. They're going to film there. World-class righto. Yeah. So (laughs) I don't know why they're filming there. But Poker Face apparently tells the story of a tech billionaire called Jake, played by Russell, who also will be directing, who gathers his child friends to an estate for what turns into a high-stakes poker game. Um, I'm going to guess it's really high stakes if there's going to be a harbour tunnel chase. Um, RZA from Wu-Tang Clan, Wu-Tang Clan, Wu-Tang Clan is set to star and possibly Natalie Portman, who has recently taken up residency in Sydney. What do we all think, boys? Drew? I think, I think that um, that tech billionaire is going to blow all the cash just paying for the use of the tunnel, to be honest. Uh, I it's funny so so not long ago Drew and I watched the first um, Matrix film um, again and mm. and my comment was oh it's such a shame that more and more um, you know films aren't filmed in Sydney not not as a gimmick that we're in Sydney Australia but just filming is, in Sydney is in it's just a, it's yeah. just a city so this is this is cool I hope that this film doesn't focus too much on the fact that it is just being filmed in Sydney and that's the gimmick I hope that it's just. Yeah, it's just the. Ba- we don't want a repeat of. Hmm. Well, we don't want a repeat of MI two. I just want it to be it's the backdrop. What was MI two? Mission Impossible. 2. Mission Impossible two, which is such a waste of Sydney. Yeah. Still haven't seen it. You're um, not missing anything. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I like that the two films that I know have filmed in Sydney: Wolverine and The Matrix. Yeah. I saw both of them filming. That's cool. Um, That's my dad cool. took me to go see The Matrix because he was working in the Channel 7 building. I don't think it's the Channel 7 building anymore, but what was the Channel 7 building? Um, and it was Place. half Channel Yeah, it was half Channel 7, half Combank. Yep. And um, my dad took me there while they were filming The Matrix because they knew that they were, they were going to block out the whole of Martin Place that day. Mm. So we got to watch from his office window. And then when they were filming The Wolverine... I was at uni and they were filming, you know, the, the there's a scene in the Wolverine where they are in like this Japanese, yep. they're walking oh, up to yeah. the Japanese hotel and then, well, yep. yeah, that was filmed in the street behind my university and we were all in class and like our teacher kept being like, don't get distracted by what's happening out the window. And Hugh Jackman's just walking outside the window and we're like, how do you, what, what are you talking? We're not going to learn shit today. They're filming Wolverine out there. It's a, I was um, down there at, at Darling Harbour on one of those days where they were filming at the gardens. It's a, 
It was great. Oh, he is yeah. a huge Jackman. Sorry, guys. On yes. the Free Britney campaign. <laughs> yes, yes. Moving right along. <laughs> moving on. Um, anyway, so on last week, on with the show. <laughs> I can't, Hugh Jackman. I'm sorry. Anyway, Free Britney campaign. Last week, Britney did lose her case to free herself from her conservatorship. Um, she is trying again, and her mother, Lynn Spears, has asked the courts to allow her to choose her own lawyer. Keeping in mind that under her conservatorship, she can actually not, she can't legally choose her own lawyer, so it has to be court appointed. I'm enjoying Um, the fact that her current lawyers are fighting for her to be able to choose her own lawyer, though. Well, her lawyer resigned, but then actually had to get back on the case because he her lawyer resigned thinking that, you know, they'll give her the right to choose her own lawyer. But they didn't, so he had to like, or they had to scramble to get back on the case so that someone would be looking out mm. for her. Um, so I don't know if anyone really knows this, but her dad isn't actually her only conservator. Yeah, there's a second it's one. Actually, there's a second one, and her name's Jodie Montgomery, and she refused to step down. And she claimed that the, the singer asked just yesterday to stay, asked her to stay in her role. Despite the fact that she was just begging the court to set her free, I'm sure. It's, I'm sure it's um, that she's it's really directed towards her father, and she needs, like a you know, essentially de- devil's advocate. You know, it, it's the lesser of two evils to have her stay, this Jody person stay on, rather than it just be her father, who seems to be the real issue here. Well, I think it's interesting because I think it's more out of so Jody uh, uh, Montgomery is a formerly trained social worker who is strongly committed to meeting and p- the particular needs of some conservatives and special needs trust beneficiaries. That's what her website says. Mm. Um, I think it's interesting because she is does come from a social working background. So she, playing devil's advocate, mm. I sometimes wonder watching the whole Free Britney thing, does Britney actually need a conservator? Like maybe she does need someone. Because she hasn't, but I don't think it's out of a place of she's mentally, I, well, I think she has a certain amount of mental illness just because of her background and history, yep. which no one can blame her for, but maybe she she hasn't been living a proper adult life for most of her life now. Maybe she needs someone to just, you know, help her be an adult because she doesn't really, I, I would imagine she wouldn't know how to be one completely. Um, you can hire people for so that. Maybe, you don't necessarily need someone to be. Well, no, your... no. Hear me out here. Maybe she wouldn't. She said this to Jody because she's like, has this knowledge that Jody is a social worker and might be beneficial to her in some way. But at the same time, she wants to be free of the conservatorship. She just wants an ally rather than a conservator. Yeah. I that was my original thought, but then this happened in which Jody. Mc- Montgomery asked the judge to allow her to use the conservatorship to have the Spears estate to pay for her own private security. Oh, Jesus Christ. You can't do that. So, so like, we all talk about how the fact her dad might be using her, and now yeah, it looks like Jodie Mo- Montgomery might be using her. To, I don't know. It's just outrageous. It's a very complicated entry that none of us are, because none of us are in it, and even even all the vocal supporters of the free ca- Britney campaign, no one's inside Britney. 
and her life. Yeah. We can yeah. only hear about it through the outside. And whilst what it looks like on the outside, it looks like she's being abused financially through this conservatorship. We don't know what mentally is going on in her world. Yeah, for sure. Because she's not allowed to talk about it because of the conservatorship. So it's like a, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's know. it's it's a very a very kind of um, confusing, sad mess. You know, in many ways, again, there's so much more at play here than what we we probably know about as the public. But you know, in some ways, it is as as Drew said last week. Um, I think it was last week. You know, we asked for free Britney, not Phil, a free Bill Cosby, but um, we got the wrong yeah. one. It seems like, but we don't know. May, may, who knows? No, I mean, absolutely not. We don't know that we got the wrong one. Bill Cosby should absolutely be behind <laughs> Bill bars. Bill Cosby should be, um, you know, b- because he is free only on technical or technicality, not on um, actually being innocent. Big difference there. Um, and he wants to go on comedy to an hour. He seems to think that people don't think he's a revolting piece of shit. He still is that revolting piece of shit just because he get out got out on a technicality. He needs to under, uh, like understand and remember that. Anyway, um, you're absolutely right, though, Bianca. People will still buy tickets for a show. Yeah, well, you know, but you're right, Bianca. That's the sad um, thing. Brittany, there may be more at play here, and we don't know, and that's we will never know for sure, surely. Because it does. I do. I do have the question of what is the judge's motivation to not letting her break her conservatorship? Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Was it just the case was poorly done? But her jo- her lawyers are really trying. From everything we can see, her lawyers are actually working for her and not for her conservatorship. Yeah. So, like, what's what's the play here? What's going on? That what what is it that we can't see that keeps her in this conservatorship? Or is it just that her dad's lawyers are better because he's paying for the her jo- her her lawyers are publicly funded lawyers despite her being Britney Spears his lawyers are paid for by Britney Spears's estate yeah so they're, they're comfortably better there's so much yeah. wrong with that mm. anyway yeah. anyway that's entertainment news yeah Whew. yes it was I feel like we zipped through that but there was so much there that. was but that's okay look it was, was. it was good fun um and and again it's um it's back to our roots of entertainment news Anyway, um, let's head to a commercial and we'll come back with some um, nostalgia. Can you hear Russian bombing your village? Or is this sound of us bombing our prices to give to you good discount? That's right. Old country is having big sale today and today only. If you buy one old country original deodorant, we will give you second bottle of Old Country Original Vodka for half times two its original price. Yes, we sell homemade vodka made in same bathtub as Old Country deodorant. Even same recipe by my cousin Boris. Now you can drink lemony flavor. Old Country for old men. Old Country Deodorant and Old Country Vodka. Same product, different use. One go pss pss, the other go glug glug. Both go boom boom near open flame. Do not put near open flame. 
Kent and the steering team do not encourage drinking Old Country Vodka or Old Country deodorant. It is not being tested for human consumption, except for some guy named Boris who told us it was fine and that his father drank it all the time in the Old Country. We're informed, however, that Hugo Vladovich did die of poisoning, but the issue was somehow unrelated. Drink at your own risk. And we're back. Uh, a little bit of a commercial break there, <laughs> so we could uh, gather our thoughts. <laughs> yeah, we don't record this in one go. Um, so, um, <laughs> I mean, it felt like a commercial break. It's like, okay, while the commercials are playing, let's quickly gather ourselves and get yeah, ready. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen. Uh, that's we true, do. Except that that's yeah. Look, we hit. We we go to a commercial. But for us, we stop recording yeah. and have a conversation for about 20 minutes and then we go, oh, shit, we have to keep going. Should we Sometimes get back to I it? make a cup of tea. To <laughs> Let's be fair. This <laughs> yeah. This was like five minutes. This was not 20. Okay, but, you know, sometimes... <laughs> Actually, that reminds me. I forgot to make my tea. Oh, I'm sorry, Bianca. Look, there's one more break after this and you can you can go and do that. But You can make your tea between two and three. Exactly. It's fine. Um, can, I, can I just say in the complete Lux moment, as I was like, oh, I forgot to make my tea, I just opened my phone up and put my kettle on with my Bluetooth kettle. I have a Bluetooth kettle, folks. It's the best thing in my life. I, I can it. make a cup oh. of tea from any room in the house. That's I love it. Fantastic. So anyway, continue. <laughs> no, uh, look, I mean this this um, this this segment um, <laughs> we've aptly named reminisce, and and I think that's quite fitting because look, it th- this segment is the one to to almost show you, you know, behind the scenes or or how we come to do something or why we do something or what we we enjoyed and why we enjoyed it, um, and so us telling you exactly how we make the show about how. You know, yeah, we do take a. Obviously, we we don't record it in one go, but we we take a break, um, and talk about something. Look, if it's an interesting topic, if we've been having again, if it's entertainment news or it's something about you know the former administration or something like that, you know, we're we're happy to we we end the recording, and the second we've hit stop on recording, we go off on a tangent and have a massive conversation for about twenty minutes, or even you know heated. Yeah, dis- we keep talking. Yeah, we're about going it. to d- discussion. It, look, it's good fun. It, it sparks conversation for us, and that's that's um, an enjoying enjoyable part about doing this podcast is that it gives us a chance to, mm. um, it gives us a, a chance to have to think about what we want to talk about, what's a relevant thing to talk about, but then also to have the discussion about things you know because we don't always just dis- we, we are people nowadays often go and they'll write a comment on social media about something and they'll kind of leave it at that but the three of us here really get stuck into some topics and and good and bad things we agree with or not and and it's a uh, it's nice to be able to do that so and and realistically what you hear on here is only maybe 10 percent of how much we actually get stuck into talking about these things this is like the distilled little version of it I think it's mm. interesting because as adults of our generation, we actually don't talk much to each other. We we sort of, we we were the first texting generation. Yeah. yeah. And I think that it's really interesting that, I, I, and it's also, I, and Phil and I have discussed this before, the, originally the reason why I started doing like one-off episodes like is because it was just happened to be on weeks when I hadn't spoken to Phil a lot. So he's like, do you want to come on the episode and we can hang out? And it was like, yeah, I'm like, we'll hang out this week. And that's how I started out coming on the show. And like, yeah, now the fact that there is a dedicated day a week where I know I'm going to hang out with the two of you, it's pretty good. Like it's a routine. I like. Yeah, it is. It is a good thing. And it is a good routine. And, and on that, 
you know, if I have to look back at, um, you know, one of my, one of my, my kind of favorite episodes, um, you know, obviously we can look at something like episode 133, which if you're a keen listener, you'll know is the, you know, the start of Bianca's, um, tenure on the show and the start of her, um, Mm. becoming a mainstay for us and, and, uh, our, our, the, the, the third element of the trio, which, um, you know, because Kent's never bloody here, asshole. So, um, but uh, but but for me, I think looking back at it, I think one of my most enjoyable episodes, besides all the ones that we've done since you've been here, Bianca, obviously, um, one of my my favourite episodes has got to be. We're, again, I put up a list of ones in case you guys hadn't looked back at last uh, previous episodes, and annoyingly, <laughs> Bianca, you mentioned the one I was going to mention, which is the Joker review. Oh. <laughs> It's like thanks, Bianca. Yep, let's just uh, leave that one there. Not, not talk about yeah. it anymore till we're all thanks. I, did I say this on the recording yet, or was this just in our conversation previously? It's just in our conversation. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I haven't said it, but uh, actually, I have to. When I, I completely forgot about that episode, but when you popped it up on this list, I looked at it. I'm like, oh yeah, that was a really good episode too. It was good fun. Look, it was really good mm. fun. Um, episode 109 for those that want to go back and listen. I guess, <laughs> sure. I mean. Uh, I actually I really recommend it. it. It's a good one to listen to if you want to hear us do movie reviews, if that's why you listen to us. Because I think it's one of the few Which ones where we... We're discovering there are a few people that are doing that. Yeah, it's one of the ones where we, like, properly dissect a film. What did you enjoy about well, it, Phil? Because mm. it's your pick. Uh, I look, <laughs> yeah, well, no, see, I the reason I liked the Joker review episode was because we um, we looked at the film... We looked at how it sat as a film, um, as a Joker film as well, um, and I guess a DC sort of film, I guess. Um, we kind of compared it to, to how it sits with other DC films that were coming through, but then we also looked at the, the social aspects of it and, and, you know, the fact that he was dark and the things that he wrote in his journal and stuff and how people are kind of running with that and, you know, perceiving that or, or conceptualizing it the way they want it to be um we looked at that as well so it gave us many aspects of being able to look at the film but also i just had a really good time having the conversation and and i mean i always have good fun uh, you know talking to you guys about about films and why they're good why they're bad um you know but this one i think because there was really three key parts to it again the social the not the law but you know where it sits but then also the, the film itself versus villains yeah, mm. yeah like i i just really enjoyed that part of the the review and and talking about it and and again it was nice to have you on and again it, it back then it was just a, a break for drew and i because we had a, a third member on um you know so it's a nice yeah. thing for us to have a guest on um and, and obviously it's it's fantastic now that you're on on permanently but that one was really good because it was again it, at the time it, it was our kind of our our um our break or our um a highlight for us to have guests on and and, and yeah we were that guest then you know i um yeah. i listened back on episode 100 over the last week and I, I wanted to get a bit of an idea of where we sat then versus where we sit now and um certainly i, I recall we, we did talk about on that episode how we we'd felt very comfortable with it just being the two of us and having guests here and there. So we could learn to have a third person on the show. 
I don't mm. think we were expecting at that point to have a permanent third member. So I'm glad that we'd, we'd done our due diligence preparing for such an occasion, especially when it came up so soon after. Yep. But yep, what, did. what great episodes. Um, personally, I, I actually singled out two, um, two favorites in there, two that really got me. And one of them is on your um, on your little list, and that's episode one twenty eight, the um, the Edinburgh episode on your birthday. That was a good one. That was really good fun. It was so spontaneous. Um, well, we were talking about it, doing it, it, but it was nonetheless spontaneous. Yeah, we. I, I mean, yeah, we'd planned to do it, and then all of a sudden, we we're all just sitting in your room, and the microphone was on. You didn't even tell us. You just hit record while Sophia and I were still talking movies yeah. and. Next thing we knew, we were into it, and poor Jessie, who was not keen to <laughs> to participate, found herself um, accidentally on the show. That, but yeah, that, that that happened. But look, that was that was really good fun, and um, I don't think there has been another episode where it was so spontaneous in going. No. Um, no, but but it, but that was part of the fun of it. But then you know we that was one twenty eight. My my other favorite or favorites, I guess it was split over two episodes. We jumped forward to one eighty three and one eighty four, which was the two weeks where we delved into the Snyder Cut, both the week before we watched it and then the week when we did watch it. And for me, that was quite. Oh my god! It was a lot of recording after we watched that. Yeah, a slog. That was a slog. (laughs) But no, but Drew, I, 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 what I appreciated about that and recording that was the fact that it was um, kind of like an event. Like we were preparing ourselves. We we rearranged Bianca's living room in order to have the sofas in front of the TV, and we got popcorn (laughs) out and we had drinks ready and we had food coming eventually. And our food took four hours. Our, our food took the yeah. whole movie to get delivered. Yeah. Let's be realistic. It really did because we ordered early before the movie, hoping it would arrive on time. But it was enjoyable. <laughs> that- yeah. Wasn't it like pissing down yes. rain? That yeah. Yes, it yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> but I, even, it, it was an absolute slog. But oh my God, how much fun did we have doing it? And and we were still even we were dog tired, but we still went up. No, we, we, we let's do it. It's gonna let's happen now. Do it, and we did it. And, and then we, we had to put my furniture all back at like yeah. two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> so, I was looking around the living room like I can't do this shit. <laughs> this is too many things to carry. Help to me. That's what you know. Should we should we hit several hundred more episodes? Those are the moments that I'm gonna look back on as some of my favorites and. Especially like that, that kind of spontaneity and fun that, yeah, you and I have had a great time, Philip, when it's just been us doing the show. But when we've had guests with us, like we did in Edinburgh, and certainly as we have since the ever wonderful Bianca has joined us for the last, what, Aww. 77 episodes. Yeah. Um, I, I think that we have a lot more fun now and I, I wouldn't change it. I, th- I think we're, we're going forward into a lot more of this. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting a bit nostalgic in another hundred episodes. Mm, exactly. Bianca, thoughts? Well, I had to go look back at the episodes just to remind myself. And you guys have reminded me of so many good ones. And you, you, Phil, put in this list the girls' takeover show. I'd completely forgotten about that, but that was 
a brilliant night because I think we were over at Carmen's house and we were talking about Animal Crossing and mm. we had Sarah on the laptop because mm. she was still in UK and I think that night there was what, what happened? Oh yeah, <laughs> we were trying to sync the mics. This the moment of us trying to sync the mics. <laughs> And Carmen, I was like to Sarah, I'm like, okay, you and I are going to clap on the count of three <laughs> to sync the mics. We go one, two, three. And then I hear a third clap and I turn and Carmen's just clapped next to me. I'm like, what are you doing? And she, we all just died. And she just looked at me horrified. She's like, I wasn't supposed to clap. I'm like, we're on the same mic. It's fine. The other, the other good part was... We had a, a, a technical a technical difficulty at some point during it where um, the the signal dropped out or something dropped out and we had to had to call back in again and and just listening to Bianca trying to settle Carmen and Audrey down and and then Audrey <laughs> turning <laughs> Audrey fucking around with the camera at, while Bianca's just trying to get things to happen again. And Audrey's like, wait, you just got to... And, and Bianca's just... Everyone just stops and stares. And then from our end, Sarah and I are looking at the camera screen and just like, what's going on? And then suddenly Bianca just goes, wait, are you just doing all this to put filters on the camera? <laughs> like, it's just the chaos of it all. But that was... that was. Um, I, I enjoyed that episode because... Um, Look, it was nice to get. You were on the sideline because you were just trying to help. Sarah I was just trying to keep the thing stuff. recording from from our end, and and I really enjoyed. Um, that was such a delight to listen back to. I I can only imagine what that must have been like witnessing it all going down as well. Well, it was. But what? Um, and then I was listening back, so that was a really good one. But my two favorite episodes. So yeah, actually, that was actually probably one of my two favorites. Mm. But then I also put. Are we overloaded? Yep. That episode 180, just because of the sheer fucking scramble. Mm. So we actually, I had written most of the episode for my part, which my part was the, over, mm. are we overloaded beforehand? And then what that and it meant. And was supposed to flow on from the previous week's topic. Yeah. Which was something about, um, Oh, I can't even remember, but it was something else about news and like, oh, it had to do with the Murdoch media yeah. stuff. So, so it was, are we overloaded? Yes. No. And then Facebook. And then the then commission. Facebook. Hmm. Well, no, no. Yeah. And then Facebook shut down news. Yep. <laughs> As we were about to record that episode that morning, Facebook yep. shut down the news and we were like, fuck, and so, <laughs> what are we right now? what that meant so, meant something completely different at this point of, are we overloaded like that that took a completely different course um but it was interesting conversation as well like it there was lots to yeah unpack, that conversation was great yeah 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 um also the misheard lyrics because i listened to that today and i was in stitches of us trying to figure out how um ed sheeran and buffalo soldier were the same song they are the same they're There's the same tune yeah, yeah, but there was a part where none of us could remember the lyrics to 18. <laughs> and so we, to get to that part of the song that was for the Buffalo Soldier, which is... Dun, 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 made love to another man. That's the yeah. Buffalo Soldier line. 
But to get to that part of the song, because none of us could Started remember what we had to start from the beginning of the song <laughs> and just keep singing it. <laughs> and it goes on for about a minute and a half. And I was just crying <laughs> listening to it. I'm like, we don't get to it. We do eventually, but it's just so it just goes on and on. My, my other... And we kept testing. I'm like, is this the part? And you're like, no, not yet. I'm like, okay. And then we kept singing. <laughs> we got there, though. My my other um my my other probably favorite episode was the Toy Story episode um that we've done two Toy Story <laughs> episodes one before episode one hundred and one since episode one hundred and yeah one episode one eighty six um talking about Toy Story and all the different aspects of it again I I enjoyed what we were talking about but I also appreciate the structure of the episode as well um we had you know we we had some nostalgia. We got some insider sort of stories. Technical stuff. Yeah, technical stuff. And then also like the, the, the actual kind of juicy stories about production of the, the, the films as well. Um, hmm. I think we all kind of did really well in, in, in coming together to be able to make that, having it content rich and um, interesting, but also keeping to Kent and the steering team roots <coughs> of being, you know, um, nostalgic entertainment kind of background um and then about movies as well i guess i was only thinking of that episode um a few days ago actually because i was watching another pixar film and there was a um a very sly toy story reference in there and and i had a little giggle and oh that you know the next time we do a toy story episode that'll be something to touch upon Mm. so I, i i'm sure there'll be another toy story episode maybe in this coming hundred yeah, well, let, let's see. Can we just do a couple of shout outs? Because these aren't like necessarily my favorite episodes. Mm. Yeah. But they were good conversation. Like, I'm looking at this list. I'm like, this is a good list, mm-hmm. Phil. Yeah. Tangents and Pedro. I was going to say yes. that one. I was going to say yes. that one. Oh, was yeah, it? Yeah, I was going to. I wasn't. It's not one of my top that two, was, but uh, it was going to be a notable mention. That's the one I was looking yeah. at notable as well. mention oh. because the fact that every top. In- through no chance we were we had topics listed and then somehow through no fault of our own it just kept coming back to pedro pascal it's just so effortlessly (laughs) i feel like he's now like a a, 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 what do you call it he's our rosebud an icon of a show like he's he's our mascot yeah i don't know how that Uh. happened but that was just so funny that night um, also, I always enjoy doing psych tests with you guys, yeah, I, which I just... Damn it, Bianca. Those were the two that I was going to give notable bloody <laughs> mentions to. The Pedro Pascal one and the psych test. I got nothing else then. <laughs> don't, we have another, don't we have another psych test <laughs> to do soon? Well, we... We do. We have a psych test coming up. Well, there you oh, go. I'm excited. We'll, we do that one. Um, look, the last one I thought was really good was... Um, uh, I know what you're gonna say. Say it. <laughs> no, you don't know what I'm gonna say because I, I was gonna say <laughs> is actually um, the best bits of the former administration. That's exactly oh, what you were gonna. I was looking at it. I've highlighted uh, it on my screen. It's meant to be. Uh, again, it was. It was good to just unravel the, unpack the total chaos of that, and uh, get away it was from great. that. Too. Yeah, there was a lot of blueberries in there. Yes. What? Yes. No, don't you get it? The, <laughs> the blueberries. Lots of blueberries have, must have perished during that time. Oh, that's right. 
Uh, <laughs> oh my god, that mostly random quote, and I had no idea what that was about. And we all just were like, "Okay, Phil, you can have that." That was a good moment. <laughs> Look, I was—I must have been sleeping, but it was funny. He wanted—he wanted that to become a thing. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, crappy inside joke. But I just—I just love how we were all like, "Okay, Phil," and you were dying of tears, and we we're just looking at you like, "Okay," and then we started yep. laughing because you were laughing. It was brilliant. <laughs> it was brilliant. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's a little bit of a look back at um, some of the highs uh, for us as, as the steering team. Um, very much enjoyed uh, making a lot of it, if not all of it. Um, some of it has been kind of we've had to rush it together and make it happen as quickly as we could. Uh, but but um, other bits of it, we tried to take our time and make it as, as um, hopefully as enjoyable as we possibly could. Um, but again, it's whether as an audience you like it or not it's totally up to you to make that decision but for us it's a bit of fun to to do something because you know why not why not get together with your friends and and um try and do something pretend real or serious or something like that so yeah uh, thank you both of you guys though um for for making the last hundred and bianca for you probably 70 nine probably about 80 79 or 80 out of the last hundred um brilliant yeah. and uh here's to the oh 100. that's what you meant <laughs> yeah anyway um we're gonna head to a what the quote and then we'll be right back with a wonderfully ridiculous topic and now it's time for what the quote of course you'll remember last week's quote was it's called a satchel indiana jones wears one and that is of course from the hangover part one classic film it's not weird that we call it part one now. Ugh, she just left it the first one and I know. left it alone. <laughs> Look, it is what it is. Anyway, um, have we got a quote for this week? Yes, it's a special quote for our 200th episode. The only quote I could find with a lot of the mention of the word 200. Mm. We need a revolution every 200 years because all governments become stale and corrupt after 200 years. Oh, I like that. Um, of course, if you know what that quote is from, you've got to do the job and reach out to us. We want to hear from you, audience. Tell us. I actually want smoke signals. It's been 200 episodes. I want the beacons of Gondor to be lit. They've got to be lit, I think. Or, well, you know, like oh, like in Mulan, where the Great Wall of China starts lighting up. I think that'd be pretty special. Yes. Great Wall of China, do your thing. Now all of China knows Kent's here. Exactly. Anyway, on with the show. And we're back. Now, over the years, we've dipped in and out of ridiculous topics taken seriously. But the funny thing is that it was actually one of the reasons why the show was created in the first place. Yes, uh, that, that that's exactly right. Now, um, I remember when you guys basically first approached me... Um, you know about the the show or the idea of the show and uh and um and asked basically some you know something like you know well, what what would it be what 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 would we discuss in the show what what's the the point of discussion what what yeah. what is it um and you guys told me that um basically we dealing with ridiculous topics in a very serious manner and and I think that that was a brilliant thing Exactly. Like, <laughs> all we had to go on at the very beginning was one topic, and that was the validity of Coca-Cola as a form of currency. Oh, don't get me started on that bloody thing again. Jesus no, Christ. A, look, look I, I was going to say that you're all right. You know, we did cover it a hundred episodes ago, but 
funnily enough, I've actually um, been reminded in the last few days that we were not too far off the mark, and we've got a future ridiculous topic in that Pepsi has been (laughs) used previously as somewhat of a uh, currency, somewhat of a hot commodity, and that at one point... Pepsi briefly became the sixth largest military in the world because Russia loved their Pepsi so much that they actually traded PepsiCo a whole fleet of Soviet warships just to secure Pepsi for the country. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, oh, really? We're, we're, we're going to do a whole thing on this now. <laughs> not not tonight, but we, we will be. That'll be... A upcoming ridiculous topic: How Pepsi oh, was I already have somewhat used as that. a form of currency. <laughs> because Coke is clearly better than Pepsi. Yeah, exactly. So someone's money is going to be worth a little bit more than than. But oh my god! Like honestly, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it it took us a hundred episodes to get to talking about. About oh, the sorry. Coca-Cola one. We spoke about Coca-Cola on the first one. Then yeah, we, I burped just then. Then we took a hundred episodes before <laughs> we we spoke about it again properly. We we actually sp- tackled that issue properly, and I had people come up to me and actually give me their points or their views as Coca Cola as a currency as a result of that. <laughs> That's so I like so. that. I like that, that happened. Plus, we even got a second ridiculous topic into that episode. Yeah, that that's exactly right. We we managed to speak about um, basically the the mobile gondola repair service, um, and I still <laughs> remember us overhearing that as a topic at work. We're sitting. I remember exactly where we were sitting, and we all we, th- yep. we just kind of stopped and kind of turned around, and we're like, "I'm sorry, what?" Just to listen to Paul. <laughs> yeah, bloody Paul with that fucking Jesus Christ. But like, I wouldn't Ludicrous. say you guys have. I wouldn't say you guys have strayed like too far from the plan of having a show about ridiculous topics i mean some of the things we discuss are pretty ridiculous and it just so happens that they are real yeah um you you are quite quite right there bianca um (laughs) i i uh i think that i think it's unfortunate basically that most (laughs) mostly the goings-on of our state and our national leaders you know Unfortunately, the things we talk about that are the things that are ridiculous, it's leadership. It's not actually the topics that I think Drew and I kind of set out to talk about, the this completely ridiculous things. It, it is, unfortunately, b- bigger issues sadly being ridiculous. I think they fall into the uh, stranger than fiction category, most of them. <laughs> yep, there you go. But look, in, in the spirit of keeping the uh, fun and innocence of the segment, <laughs> as well as the nostalgia... Um, I wanted us to take a look at a new one this week. I want to discuss the validity of using an alternative tabletop as a dining table. Now, what set me off thinking about this was having a ping pong table used as a dining table. You know, you uh, take the net down, you throw a a big sheet over it, because really what... uh, what tablecloth is going to fit over a ping pong table it's just the wrong dimensions or even you know when when you have a pool table and you just get a board of mdf and put that over the top to mask it 
So I need to yeah. ask Sorry. a question before what, what? we jump into this topic because this occurred to me last night while I was thinking about points for this yeah. topic. Do you want to put a ping pong table in your apartment and use it as a dining table? Is this where this oh, came God, from? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. God, no. God, no. No, no, no. No, I've, I've lived this scenario. Well, almost this scenario. I've lived the scenario of having the ping pong table and having the sheet go over it and using it as a craft table, using it as a study table, never as a dining table, but I've used it for other purposes, but I've seen it done. I've seen people have done it. I've known people that have done it. And even with the pool table, putting the board over it, it just, I find it ridiculously funny because at no point does anyone absolutely believe that you're fooling them. We all know what you're doing. But we would rather just not say anything about it. So today we are saying something about it. But why is this a bad thing? So, okay, I grew up with a pool table, right? And we had a special, like, the pool table company gave us this special, like, board thing for it that we could put over it. It was a proper cover, like, that protected and sealed it up. And so we could kind of use it as a table sometimes, but we didn't use it for a dining table because we had a dining table in the pool room. Our pool room was half a dining room, half a pool room. Um, so covering covering the pool table makes sense. I, I, I get that if you want to stop dust from collecting no, 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 on the felt. No, no, no. This was like a proper cover that we could like put. So when we had like massive parties because we used to have yeah. 200, 300 people, we used the pool table as like a buffet table, or like a dining table sometimes like bar table what i like. can picture being can t- tell me if how far off the mark i am i'm picturing like a mahogany kind of dark wood table and then like uh, a dark wood kind of surface lid sort of thing that sits over the top of it and most pool tables have like a little bit of detail to the or like kind of older pool tables have like a little bit of detail routed into the edging like some detail to it and this tabletop kind of matches that and sits on top of that i don't know i don't know how you knew that because you're like one of the few kids in ie group who never came to my house but yes yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what it. i can picture it's like the one it's like the the quintessential wog family pool table too the one with the detail a friend of mine had one um i always wanted one <clears throat> you know we just did, I didn't live up to my kind of my heritage my genes to get something like that so yeah we were we were we were a quintessential log family in a lot of ways. So we had that pool table, but because we also used to chuck mat, like I, my, my house growing up, I mean, my parents got into a whole lot of debt and fucked us all over financially. But before that, when we were living an all right life, um, we had like this massive house with three bedroom, uh, three living rooms, sorry, two living rooms and then the dining pool table. And then, Mm. Uh, a massive kitchen, two courtyards, a giant fucking backyard and four bedrooms. And the fourth bedroom was like me and my brother's kind of games room until it was my mom's work- walk-in closet, which she didn't need one because she already had one in her room. But anyway, um, my mom just has a lot of clothes. Wow. But yeah, so when we had, ch- we had parties and it was like th- sometimes 200, 300 people would come to our house. Um, and we'd need extra like surface area for food and that's what we use the, du- the pool table well so see, i don't I know why this some... is a weird thing no but i think about things like a ping pong table being used because those things are notoriously flimsy kind of 
plastic and they, kind of crappy sort of things and they but, wobble about if you lean on it and there's a but net But you know over time like they have a little elevation in the middle as well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You end up having just like a it's slightly triangular kind of shaped table. It's like a roof. Yeah. Y- yes, exactly. <laughs> Especially when the cover's over it and you're looking at it going again, you're not fooling anyone. I Come feel on. like you know, exactly. pool tables are more white than I'm used to, so I've just never I've sorry, not pool table, ping pong tables. I've never mm. experienced a ping pong table. Have you ever have you ever had anyone ever use or seen anyone ever use like a pool table, not with a cover on it, but a pool table as a dining table, as in the felt pool, you know, the, 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 no, the, the ball socks, the ball socks or holes, whatever they're called, could be like a cup Drink holder. Holders. And then, yeah, the plates. And then, look, hey, you are, yeah, can you pass the sauce? That's fine. You just like slide it down along the felt down oh. the table. Oh. Yeah, that would be uncomfortable. <laughs> Or imagine this is giving giving me anxiety here. Imagine imagine oh. having a um, an air hockey table as um, as your dining table. You that know, would you be know, fun. You know how like, well, you know how like when you're you're at a um, you're playing air hockey and then the the thing finishes and then the, the air turns off and it's like oh yep. it doesn't work as well. But when the air's on, imagine that like with the butter like past the butter you just ding 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 ding. ding. Also, the, but would you the leave butter the butter? Melt. Would you leave the butter on a tray or would you actually just let it slide on the air? Well, oh, you you'd could have do to, that. It would be better than having a lazy Susan. Like, could you imagine having all of the, like, condiments and all of the food and stuff yeah. on little pucks? It'd, rather than it'd having, be a, like, a hard-working a lazy Susan. Susan. Yeah. <laughs> just having a puck You'd just be forth. like, hey, can you pass the greens? And then you just slide them across the table. Like, Zoom. And, and everything else can stay in place. Or it just, you like, that- no, everything would slightly get knocked to the side. That's even somewhat well, you, better to me. <laughs> well, you, you know how when you play air hockey and you like kind of like clumsily miss the thing and then it bounces off your wall without going into the, your pocket kind of thing? No, I'm not and familiar it, with this. And it bounces back and then you end up be, like kind of like swinging and missing and you're like, oh, I missed it kind of thing. And it's just all a bit of a embarrassing kind of disaster. Imagine that though with like you got your plate near you and you accidentally bump it towards you and then it bounces away from you and you it's quite a little bit out of reach and then someone else's plate comes towards yours and it's all just that'd be no, it'd be like Phillip, you're in a ship. Can, can we go play some air hockey once we get out of our lockdown? <laughs> yes, of course. Can I can I be our, actually a horribly violent version <laughs> where we throw the puck across the room eventually because we end up hitting it so hard. Yep. Can I just be yes, like I'm I'm being serious now. This is ridiculous, but this is also serious. Could you imagine? Yes. A dining table, like a proper dining table, and there's yeah. in the middle, there is actually a divot, like it's a giant thing with all the air hockey things. So you can sit your plate and your cutlery is all on a normal like bench kind of thing, and then the air hockey yeah. table is in the middle. And that's just purely for passing food around the oh. table. So much better than, yeah, like Lazy Susans or even just the whole so much better. down the line kind of thing. Oh, that'd be brilliant. I just you think want, you want You want the invention. greens in rapid time? Boom. Done. Boom. I, th- I think we need, to, we need to take this idea to Shark Tank. I think it would be brilliant. Well, I, so. I would have yeah. one look, in my house. And you have look, to have like my- proper placemats. Like that would actually work as pot- hockey puck kind of things. Do you know what I yeah, mean? but that's that's doable. Yeah, I could get. We'll make I them look like those. hockey pucks too. Yeah. Um, 
You were saying a friend of mine. Yeah, friend, Sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, a friend, of, a friend of mine has um, or had a dining table that was pretty cool. It was a genuine. It was an outdoor table, but they they um, they they had a like a trough in the middle of it, down the middle of it, where they could fill it yep. with ice and put all their drinks and everything in there. And that was one of the coolest tables I've ever seen. Oh, but I um, it was a single use table. It wasn't anything else re- being repurposed of it. What about it something? It was just a clever design. It was a, just a very um, clever design. We had a dining table that had. You know how like most dine. I mean, it was in Glazos rejigged, but you know how most dining tables have the umbrella in the middle. Yeah. Yes. We rejigged ours so it had a heater in the middle for winter. Brilliant. And Love it, it. Oh, was like so that. nice. I just like it was one of the few things that my dad in Glazofied. Um, I, I don't think I've ever shown you all. I don't think I've ever shown you guys all the Inglesos inventions that have been made over the years. But my family are really special at making like random things. My papa, may he rest in peace, couldn't find a bathrobe, so he used a extension cable. Um, uh, not a bathrobe. Sorry, a, the uh, the the <laughs> not the bathrobe. The thing that goes the belt for the bathrobe. So he used an extension yeah. cable, and he used that for many months. Um, until oh, my mum got frustrated and went and bought him a new bathrobe. Um, but yeah, so the, the heated dining table was my, one of my favorite inventions because I was just like, that's brilliant. It looking kept at, you looking at other, I think this should be a whole topic one week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Can we get your dad on for that one? Oh my God. He, he thinks they're all ingenious. What was the other one? So my, my grandparents... Um, my my parents bought my great my grandparents a brand new barbecue, you know the Weber ones, yeah, yep. um for Christmas, and then Easter came around and they were going to my cousin's place, and they were going to take the Weber, but they realized that they would gone to let well they were going in the afternoon, and that they wouldn't have enough time to heat up the coals, so they made a portable portable barbecue by cutting off the legs. And stacking up the barbecue in the back of the boot with bricks um, and lighting. So my grandparents drove and they were going pretty far. Like this wasn't a local relative. This was a far off relative. I can't remember where they lived though, but I think it was out near Wollongong. Um, And this is Wollongong back in the day before the highways were there. So they drove with a lit barbecue coal fire in the back of their car, propped up by bricks <laughs> that they'd, they got the Weber barbecue, which was really expensive back in the day and sawed off the legs so that it could fit into the car while lit. There's awfully Jeez. steep hills between here and Wollongong. Yep. Yeah, there are, Phil. <laughs> and yes, my are. grandfather, wow. again, may he rest in peace. Uh, had a war injury in which he was blind in one eye because a bullet went through his eye. So he couldn't actually legally drive. Um, but, but he, he drove. Did. That doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. No. Oh, so, dear. Well, I think we're going to have to retouch on... Um, in, in, yeah, I, th- I think that's... Inglesophiles. That's going to be a whole segment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the I think so. Files. Um, oh, there's so many. My papa was an inventor. Not great inventions, I but he was it. an inventor. But came up, but you know, cut corners in life. You know, did what he could to get ahead of the opposition or the competition. Um, I'm trying to think of another use of a dining table or, an, or something else being used as a dining table. Um, 
those right. trestle tables that can fold up. Oh, the ones that people would... I, see, I often wish I had one in bed, you know? It'd be nice to, to sit... Because you end up kind of having to, like, shuffle around and you're like, oh, I have to put my plate on the side now. And it's like, oh, the bedside table's too far <laughs> away. It's going to be a mess. Uh, it'd be nice to have a trestle table like that or even somewhere to put my laptop or something. So that's not a bad idea. I've got... I want I've the one got that a... just has the legs on either side of the bed and rolls forward. Because yeah, I've got cool. the... Um, I've got an underbed. I've got the IKEA table that slides mm. underneath. It's really good. And my bed's really That's high, handy. so it actually works. I, I'm quite rehearsed in um, or versed in, in using my bedside table as a dining table. You know, clearing a little oh, yes. corner of space and then watching TV while kind of just with the plate teetering. Because it's a bedside table, you can't put your legs under the table to sit at it. So you end up having to sit like next to your plate and like lean over weirdly to get to it. But yeah, it's worth it. See, I'm used to eating on the couch with just the plate on my lap. But I have yeah, to have too. a pillow underneath just to heighten it because my knees... That, I feel my knees yes, are too do. far down. <laughs> I just need a pillow. Oh dear. I have one of those laptop support things that's um, hard plastic on the top and then beanbag under it. Oh, yeah. So I use that for it if I'm not using it for the laptop, which... I, d- I, don't think, anyway. <laughs> I don't think TV dinner trays are good. No. Like, they've they've got a few, but I don't think any of them are great. Because they just get uncomfortable or they're like, yeah. I don't know. I just don't find slightly them Slightly too low. They're, yeah, they're slightly too low. And I, then I need to prop them up with a pillow anyway. And I'm like, well, why did I bother with you? Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's like, a, yeah, I know what you mean. So just have the, have the plate or the bowl sitting on a pillar. It's fine. Yeah, I think the jury's out on... Um, um, on on those those trestle table things, the little bench, mm. bench sort of thing ones. But um, hey, listen, audience, if you know any other kind of um, uh, tables that could absolutely pass off as a dining table or tables that could convert into being dining tables, do let us know at Kent and the Steering Team on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or anywhere else that we probably are, I guess. Now, that sound means only one thing. Unfortunately... It's time for us to go now. No, it is, uh, of course, the <laughs> end of the show, the end of the 200th episode, yes. Um, but, of course, before <sighs> we go, um, we need to get to our Sick Kent of the Week. Now, week. Bianca had a few nominations. Yes, I Bianca. Have, I have three nominations this week, which is... All right, let's hear so it. So, I'll throw out the nominations and you guys get to pick, Okay. Alright. So the first nomination is the lady who we shared a video um, amongst ourselves earlier in the week of this lady who's American trying to make a cup of tea. <sighs> it was the most stressful thing to watch just because she, she tried by putting the tea bags originally straight into the boiler. <laughs> which was just bad. It was incredibly stressful to watch the whole it's like thing. Putting, it's like putting the soda stream syrup in the water and then carbonating it. Yeah. And then she Ugh. and then she just tried to make it in one mug. But she made it in one mug, but she heated up the milk, if I remember correctly. She yeah, she put hot she heated up the milk and then she dunked the tea bags in after the water was in. I don't know. It was just stressful to watch. It took her like four goes. And then she finally made an okay cup. But people were still criticizing her. So she just poured a cup of tequila. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. Um, that works. 
But yeah, so she's one nomination. We will share that video on our socials. Then second yes. nomination would have to be, um, I found a video of one of my people, Turkish guy, um, who decided <laughs> to be an inventor, much like my grandfather. <laughs> and um, he, it was like one of those square barbecues, kind of like rectangular barbecues, and he was floating it on the water so he could swim and barbecue at the same time. Um, it's clever. It was I'll so give it to clever. Him. It was, and it worked. Mm. Like it was still, you could see that the <laughs> meat was sizzling. Like oh, he did well. So he re- he he made a floating barbecue. Um, I just think it's interesting. And then the third nomination I got for this week would have to be England for making the Euro Cup final for the first time since 1966. Even though they're no longer a part of the EU. <laughs> now, just on that one, though, one piece of controversy about England being there, besides the fact that they are correct, not part of the EU now, um, is apparently the goalie of um, Denmark, who was up against England this match and trying to defend a penalty, which ultimately cost Denmark the game. There's some footage of the Danish goalkeeper having a laser pointer shined in his eye by someone in the grandstands just really? before the kick just before the kick happened yep yep so i didn't know that yeah that it's um not a lot of people are talking about it but i've seen the footage and that's i, I can't believe that that's um it just goes to show just how absolutely ludicrous soccer or football whatever you want to call it is and why i just cannot respect that game show me a time yep. in the game where the games don't hinge on someone being a little pathetic loser and pretending like they're hurt um and i'll watch the game but till you okay. can you can't i know that so i'm prepared i to will bet my say life on that. women's euro league <laughs> and women's soccer oh it's way better way, way better. better i could watch the, that the yep, women i could watch that the yeah. women like fucking go to war yep and they I could get watch back that. up that's brilliant and they keep playing and i have so much more respect for them than did you guys see the the Italian player the other week. Well, Italy Italy has a history of um, being pussies, basically. Um, so, so the Italian player Dove <laughs> was crying, mm. yep. but no one had noticed he was crying yet, and they played on. And then one of his teammates scored, and he was crying on the thing, and then you can just see him rocking back and forth. He saw his mate had scored, and then he just stood up and like was like, "Yeah." And walked away. Imagine being imagine being proud of your team that d- does that. No doubt in that moment, everyone would be like, Haha, yeah, but we won. Yeah, but at the same time, you proud no of that? No one gives a shit. Fuck you. You proud of that? You are pathetic. Yeah. You are a pathetic loser if you are proud of that. So there you go. So we can, can talk about win. the Euro You're Cup next loser. week when I think it's after the final. Yep. yep. But yep. Who, um, who shall win? Well... Well, Drew and I have another nominee as well, and oh, this no. is one that we kind of we we we, we looked into it this week. Um, actually, it was funnily enough, Bianca, um, we didn't share it with you, but but it was, it's a good one. Um, and we're looking into it. We're looking into it for a couple of reasons and investigating whether they should get it or not, um, mm. because we we found someone basically. Um, so the story with them is that basically um, there was this this um like like a show kind of thing and it wasn't doing very well it was all right but it wasn't brilliant um oh, it's pretty good um what did you say oh god 
Wait, do you think I'm talking about us? I hope so. I hope not. I don't know. I'm scared. Go. <laughs> I know my punishment soon and I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Bianca. Because it's, again, we said in the, um, Bianca mentioned, uh. mentioned off air that she hasn't had her punishment yet, yet because she said the former administration's name and Australia's yeah. leader's name yeah, yeah. three times last week. So uh, she knows there's a punishment coming and by the sounds <laughs> of it, she, she kind of sees where this is terrified. going. Yes. Um, well, Bianca, I am talking about us and I am talking about you. Basically, you came along and uh, you turned our podcast from being really not very good into being something that we can at least be proud of and something that I am absolutely proud of. And I know that the rule is that us hosts of the show can't win um, Sit Kent of the Week. You, prior to being a host, won it and also um, you were awarded Sit Kent of the Year. Um, and I know you you wear that one proudly. Um, it's my Facebook, and it's I, my Twitter profile bio. So and, yeah, I and and I I also know that we try not to let the same person win some sort of award multiple times. Um, but this was a two to one vote, so yeah, and <laughs> exactly. And also, this is this is different because it's it's kind of it it's besides spending actual money on something, this is our the best way that we can kind of. Um, say thank you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that. I so we do want to say thank you. I was expecting to be punished, but thank you. You will not. You will not be punished. You'll be spared this week. This week's about um, having a good time, and and next week's when you'll get absolutely destroyed. Thank yeah. you, guys. <laughs> I, I do you get really a, you appreciate get a reprieve. That. And I have been yeah. enjoying being on my seventy seventh consecutive episode. Yeah. Um, yes. And just recording with you guys every week. It's been a blast. So thank you. Well, thank you. We wouldn't be where we are without you. Absolutely right. But notable notable mentions in order, I'd have to say um, second place to me in terms of points awarded. It's a little bit like um, yeah. uh, Eurovision. <laughs> second place would be um, Tea Lady. Yep. Third place out of irony would be England. And um, then fourth place would be Clever Turk. Yep. Yeah, I have to agree. Stand by that. Um, I'm I'm with that. Although Clever Turk does get an honourable mention because I really like the music that was on that video. And that, <laughs> yes. that's just a cultural thing. It was, <laughs> it was an event to watch that. It was. <laughs> yes, well, um, that brings us, though, to the end of 200 episodes. Um, obviously... We'll be back again next week with another one um, and starting not necessarily the next chapter, but the next uh, next century, basically, of uh, episodes. Mm-hmm. And yet coming up soon, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to hit four years, four years of doing this. What a four years it's been. And uh, yep, but otherwise, Bianca, thank you very much. Drew, thank you very much. Philip, uh, thank you. Bianca, thank you. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Drew. Yep. Thank you.